Hey, Greg. Oh, hey, Jono. Can you believe that, like, E3 is coming up so soon? It's crazy. GTFO? <laughs> what? We have, yeah. like, at least, like, two weeks. What? No, Greg, this is June. We're in yeah, sure, June but, now. But E3 is, like, two weeks away. No, Greg, E3 is, like, in two days. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Well, you know what that means. Hey fans, thanks for sticking it out with us after that totally legit uh, and convincing intro that we just did. It is episode 216 of our uh, podcast here, and E3 is upon us. It caught me very much off guard, and uh, I guess, you know, we should probably talk about things because that's coming up next week. I forgot the whole media thing. It's just, I was like, yeah, the 11th, that'll be perfect, and like, you know, we said, it's just... No, there's media stuff and it's all going to get spoiled and you won't care anymore about our wild predictions if the media is already talking about it because leaks never happen. We are here explicitly to talk about leaks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And on the mic, you heard John O'Logan, my lovely co-host. Hello, everyone. Yeah, we, uh, I mean, we're going to be, in, we might even be in E3 week by the time you listen to this. And we have... Uh, the the leaky Steph Sibillo? I don't know what that means. That's weird. What? Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that is the worst oh intro god. I've ever heard for anyone ever. <laughs> it's okay. Take two. Uh, and we've got the no, wonderful... No, you gotta use it now. Own up to it and just be extra nice to me for the rest of my podcast. Oh, you're just gonna hold it over my head? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it though. Either way, still welcome to the back to the podcast, Steph. We haven't had you in a while. I'll be very leaky today. <laughs> right? Yeah. Leaks out of me. That's how you do. A plus leaks like um, SMT5, for example. Ooh, that'll, we will have to talk about that in a minute. We can. And then Josh Lewis, you're here. Uh, hello, hello. Here I am. Hi, friend. He's so lucky. He just got Josh Lewis and not Leaky Steph. <laughs> <laughs> leaky Steph. I could have called you Leaky Step, which is like nothing. Okay. The Leaky Step sounds like a pub in a D&D game. <laughs> That's fair. That sounds cute. I can deal with that. All right, so come to Leaky Step's pub. <laughs> Leaky Step's pub. <laughs> Anyways, welcome. E3 is coming up, so we thought we should get together and talk about some wild and crazy theories and rumors and speculations. And uh, where better to start than the fact that uh, as of this recording... John, I'm supposed to have a Nintendo Switch Pro in my hands right now. I know. Why don't I have a Nintendo Switch Pro in my hands? Why am I not on the um, GameStop website being told there's nothing in stock? Exactly. Why are we all <laughs> angry that we can't get one instead of being angry that we can't get one? Yeah, it looks like some of the rumors that have been coming up about the Switch Pro may have, at least the do, at least the release date, may have been slightly overblown. <laughs> Who knows? We still have a few more days before E3 proper. Was anybody on like GameFAQs or et cetera or Reddit just to see people really anticipating it? I've been watching some YouTube shows and um, a lot of people are, are pretty upset about it. <laughs> I just want to see like Nintendo now releasing their 
their E3 uh, Direct, Nintendo Direct, just like a little like animated Switch. We'll call it Switchy. Why not? Uh, (laughs) Saying uh, a little Switchy Pro that saying um, the rumors of my birth were extremely exaggerated, maybe with a monocle and a top hat just to get extra Swifty. But you know what I mean? I I mean, who knows if we'll get a Switch Pro. I was always unconvinced of the rumors just because the rumors have existed for a long, long, long time. yeah. Yeah, since I wanted to get a Switch initially, I wanted to hold out and I didn't. I really like the fan nickname, the Super Nintendo Switch. I think it's a good one. They should keep that. Personally, I think the Switch U is the best possible name for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Little school grand taunt. Switch U. I worked at GameStop when there was like the 3DS and the new 3DS and then the Switch and the, sorry, the Wii and then the Wii U. And it was just a disaster to deal with and to explain to people. No. And don't forget the Nintendo DSi. Oh, the DSi too. Yeah. There was just so much of that. It was such a pain in the ass. The new Super Nintendo Switch Pro 360 and Knuckles. <laughs> featuring Dante with Funky Kong. <laughs> with Funky wild. Kong and featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. You got to hear first. I don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility, but it's they're starting to get to the point now where it's the new 3DS did give the DS, the 3DS rather, um, some good life. Like that that thing had staying power. Uh, we all mourned its loss. What was that now? Two, three years ago? 2018? So, like, I wouldn't be shocked if they decided to make a new Nintendo Switch, Super Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch Pro, whatever. And then, yeah, stretch out the longevity of the Switch that much more. But it's almost at the point, too, where they might take a page from other companies and just be like, you know what? Let's just double down and put it into our new system and just make whatever that next thing is that is a 4K-capable handheld i feel like if they want to maintain that third party support they're probably going to need to make something a little bit more powerful eventually i agree but that's the million dollar question does nintendo has nintendo ever given a crap about uh, third party support i mean the switch itself right now is doing pretty good overall yeah despite it yeah (laughs) and they also have a ton of shovelware anyone anyone got that calculator yet (laughs) 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 how about the home security system that you can turn your switch into, huh? Is that a thing? It is. It uses the IR beam at a very short, like three foot range to, you know, detect crime in your house. Except, you know, you have to have the switch on. Uh, <laughs> you need to have the volume turned up so you can hear the alarm go off. Oh. And you have to have the switch Joy-Con pointed with the IR sensor at a point of egress, which is within range of the switch to transmit back. But you know, still secure as heck. Oh, great. Now Joy-Con Drift can actually get you robbed as well. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you can experience crime with HD rumble. Oh, I missed the rumble pack. I hope that would come back. That'd be incredible. Same size, too. Or an expansion pack. <laughs> they make an expansion pack so it can play the PS5 era stuff. Well, that's the thing. Like, if we got a Nintendo Switch Plus or whatever you want to call it, will we also like creep into, like, Xenoblade uh, Chronicles, where they had the special version you could only play in the new 3DS? Would they make exclusives that weren't capable of being played on the traditional switch or just stuff that would be amped up or again would you could you get an expansion pack for your switch dock to beef beef it up or something well let's talk about what some of the rumors are about this thing so much better screen they say that they quote unquote say it might be an oled screen which would uh you know be obviously perfect blacks be a little bit dim we'll see how that goes oled 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 the rumor has it that it'll be 4k i am very unconvinced by that the reality is the processor in the Switch Pro, even currently, is sometimes barely sufficient to keep up the frame rate. Yeah. Um, trying to output that, if it's a marginally better processor or it's just a bump up, 
I don't think it's going to be capable of running 4K resolution uh, to a reasonable extent. Will it play a good cyberpunk? The trick question is no, because there is no good cyberpunk. (laughs) You just released the PlayStation 4 version for it. It's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't think that I don't think this is going to be a massive upgrade. I think it's going to be an upgrade on the par of like the new 3DS. Yeah, just a, a bit of a beef, but like, yeah, not much. Ooh, I could see that. And then like people kind of melt down over it because that's what always happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. And well, no one's ever pleased. But I mean, if we can get, you know, faster load times on stuff like Bravely Default and that would be things great. to go a bit smoother. Exactly. Better Joy-Cons is my big thing. I hate the Joy-Cons <laughs> so much. You just want them bigger or like... They're not very without, comfortable. I mean, like they're you know, not drift? really ergonomic. Uh, the drift is terrible. Yeah, for sure. I haven't experienced it, thankfully. I've seen a little bit of it. My only issue I've ever had with my Joy-Cons is every once in a while when they're in handheld mode, it'll stop detecting one of them. Yeah. My issue is hand cramps when I try to play Mario Kart just using those little mm-hmm. tiny things. They're so tiny. Yeah, I can never get used to the controls when I'm when I'm playing it like that. And I'm just kind of crab clawing right around it. It's wrong. <laughs> That's fair. I think the kids like it, though. You know, at least that really fits well with their hand. And which, again, it's who it's intended for. And the thing, like, to go back to what we were saying before about how, you know, Nintendo doesn't always play the game like everybody else does. And I think it's because Nintendo is, and would be with the Switch, no matter what, uh, is a toy company first yeah. in so many ways. Like, this, their systems have always catered to being more playable, being more consumer-friendly, uh, being more friendly in terms of the types of games that bring people together even if it seems obtuse and not with the digital world and the internet age. All of their commercials always feature like family element to them. Mm-hmm. I auditioned for one of them and it was very wholesome. Yeah, young kids playing in their living room or whatever. It's always a thing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. I do really dig that new, the Bowser's Fury one where like little girl like doubles. They like they keep having the power-ups affect them while they're playing. I thought that commercial was funny. Well, that's you know, that's a really interesting point um, about all of that regarding how Nintendo is always focused on like the the entertainment uh, aspect yeah. of things. And like just just it being a game, not a multimedia platform. Yeah, I was actually watching the uh, 2001 pre- uh, E3 press conference for Nintendo earlier today. I think Game Explain was doing like a live stream for it or something. And Satoru Iwata, he made a made a very big point. Oh, rip yeah, Iwata. rest in peace. He's so delightful. He, he made a very big point about how Nintendo is focusing on being an entertainment company rather than like a, uh, they're not making like microwaves or um dvd players or anything like that they're making uh, games and entertainment yeah one of the things i've always said is that while my playstation 5 is a console i've always thought of the switch as the best toy in the condo yeah and it's just it's a toy and that's what nintendo believes in nintendo believes they were a toy company well they were a card company but they were a toy company to begin with and i think that they embrace that and that's part that's who they are the fact that they're the only ones doing a handheld now you know like you know since vita got out of it kind of gives them that big corner share of that market you get a lot of people who are always asking for the switch port i think largely because of just its easy mobility yeah it's i mean we all have phones we all have mobile devices for that sort of thing but it's it's a very different experience having a device that is capable of playing games as opposed to a device dedicated to playing mobile games yeah and People do miss that in a lot of ways. And that's why, you know, you see some companies like Valve and stuff who are apparently teasing a handheld PC. And there are a few of them out there as well. I'd be so excited for that. I won't lie. Yeah, I would love to have my Steam library on the go. I'm not going to lie. I think that the problem with the idea of they're picturing the Switch Pro, I think they're subscribing. When people talk about the Switch Pro, I think they're subscribing to the Apple idea of the Pro, 
which is, you know, it's a really big step up in terms of specs. It's not meant for the average consumer. The average consumer can just have the Switch. Yeah. This is the Switch Pro. And Nintendo doesn't do that. Nintendo is a toy company. It's going to be, the they would go with the new Nintendo Switch. And I think it would be a marginal step up. I think it would play everything that the current Switch plays. I don't think that there would be any new Nintendo Switch console specific games. I do think that you might get a slightly better experience on the new Nintendo Switch, like for Breath of the Wild 2, for example, maybe the draw distances would be way better. Yeah. But I think they would piss off way too many people if they announced a brand new console with way better specs in the middle of the incredible run the Switch is having. Like, there's no reason for them to release. They're doing fine, yeah. There's no reason for them. They'd be sabotaging themselves with another Wii U. Mm, that's fair. So, I mean, that's just where I'm coming down yeah. on. Yeah. It might be just better to hold out and make the next thing. Yeah, that being said, if they did decide to release, announce, or not release, but announce the Switch Pro or whatever it's called before E3, I guarantee that after every single video in the Nintendo presentation, it will say, available on the new Switch Pro, or whatever it is. <laughs> right? There is that three-hour uh, Nintendo Treehouse live stream after the event as well. So if they were to announce something, that would be the perfect time to show off, you know, just what it's capable of. Right. They need something to talk about. <laughs> Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So if we do get, uh, say, a Switch Pro anytime soon, though, I want to ask you three, uh, what would you most want from it? I would love to be able to pair uh, Bluetooth headphones to it. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. That's really, I've, I honestly, the best investment I've made was my pair of PlayStation 5 headphones for the PlayStation 5 because I has a USB dongle I can plug into my Switch. And uh, it, I've been using it way more on the Switch than I have the PlayStation 5. I almost thought that was going to segue into like a Raycon uh, sponsor or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now in electric I... blue and piss yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and Steph just blew any chance we ever have of being sponsored by Raycon. <laughs> I just leaked all over it again. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we've become like every other podcast um, now. In the middle of our yeah. podcast, you're going to get like, you know what mattresses work great, Jono? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steph, what do you want to see from a new Nintendo Switch? Uh, I definitely want to see more, um, both like a better online and ne network connectivity, like having friends, because mm. I it's actually really miss a lot about the uh, Wii U's. The um, Plaza, the Mi like Plaza? Mi oh, the Miiverse. Mi yeah. Plaza, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the whole thing about the Mi Plaza, like it was just a lot of fun. There was a lot of int interactivity. But also, too, I was thinking about this, was that like uh, definitely a better kickstart to their retro catalog. Yeah, they're still really uh, weird like, and slow Their about NSO it. service is just going nowhere. They so nailed it with the with the uh, games on the Wii and the Wii U, oh, and then so they just good. backpedaled so hard with the Switch. And, like, I don't, I don't know if you saw that, but like I posted the other day that um, one of the only reasons that the uh, Trials of Mana SNES version ever actually came out overseas was because Nintendo actually had the original source code for that. Square Enix didn't even right. have that. So like when you're talking about that they actually really are this brand that cares about their toys and their product line and you know they even have the source code for stuff I want to see that better push to the retro catalog. It invites a lot of people in. And You mean you weren't really excited to play Spanky's Quest? Mm. <laughs> Not especially Greg. I mean, they have that expansive library on the 3DS and the Wii U. They have all those ROMs, so, so why yeah. can't we get all those on Switch? It just, it's free money. Like, my only thing is, like, are they still hanging on to, like, SNES classics that they need to sell or something? That they're, you know, they're not producing them anymore. So, like, what's, what is it that's holding them back from 
from that service. I think it's Nintendo's online component. I think the idea that they have that they are slowly releasing emulated versions of NES and SNES games is just it's it's one of the only major bonuses they have besides like Tetris 99 right. for their online service. But if they yeah, I guess if they drop it all too much too soon, they worry everyone will play it out. But they're not even doing it slowly anymore. <laughs> Barely drip feeding it. This is something I was thinking about. It also might be possible that the deals that they made on the Wii and the Wii U for the uh, stores might not have carried over to the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it could be drying up with these catalogs now. These companies wanting to release their own back catalogs of retro collections. Yeah, Nintendo might be stuck in like kind of the Netflix idea where all these companies are trying to claw back their properties. Yeah, that's not a bad, uh, not a bad view point of view on it because a lot of them do too, right? Yeah, I mean, Square's already said that they want to put out all their retro stuff one way or the other, right? And it's not unreasonable to think that they're just like, these rights are ours now, so we're releasing our own collection. Like even Which if- is a good segue into what is Square Enix going to be doing? That's fair. Although, wait, one thing, I didn't say what I wanted from the Switch Pro. Oh, I'm sorry, what do you want, Greg? What do you want for Christmas? What do I want? Uh, speaking of all the emulation, which is also a great uh, segue- I want a Nintendo 64 store and oh my then God, little, so much. little little Bluetooth Nintendo 64 controllers. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. I want it in the transparent series as well. I want all the rainbow colors and like the, the, the transparent jelly, orange. Yep. And purple. I think the real reason why they never ended up releasing a Nintendo 64 mini is because the controller would have been bigger than the console. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's funny because it's true, really. It's, it's no word of a lie. And then especially if you put in a rumble pack in there, would it have a built-in rumble pack? I don't know. The, the rumble pack is a necessary component. And then to finally play like Quest 64-2, you need the expansion <laughs> pack. Oh, wouldn't that be funny too if that was actually not, I know you meant like Quest 64 as well. But if there was like a like just like what they released Star Fox Two on like the no, SNES Classic, Quest there was a secret the Quest, sequel. exactly Quest sixty four two secret game that like we just didn't never was actually finished and that they're like for the first time ever on the sixty four Classic. Brian's back. Actually, you know what they could release? They could actually release a finished version of the unreleased uh, Mother Three for Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. Oh my go. god, that would be so weird. Um, and also, uh, I mean, Steph, you've talked about this before, but also I think better uh, menu UI too would be nice because it's the, the whole Switch Pro or Switch UI is kind of basic clunky. Black. Basic, basic black. Basic black. Is there going to be more themes? Basic blue. More themes, maybe some uh, folders for storage or something. Yes, Ooh, folders. folders. The folders, you're right though, the folders would be a really good idea. I loved using them on the 3DS because I jam packed that system as much yeah. as I could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but back to your segues. Uh, thank you for letting me go back. Yeah, Square Enix. Yeah, Square Enix. There have been a few leaks over the last few weeks, and uh, I don't know if I would call the actual Dragon Quest live stream a leak, but it is. It was a. It was a massive amount of uh, entertainment, some of yeah. which we are actually going to get. Yeah, like that is the idea that the reason they tweeted, or sorry, they actually uh, talked about a online and offline version of Dragon Quest Ten, right? Little, little chibi ten. Yeah, they're kind of like tapping their nose about that. It's like, yeah, you're you're getting it. We're definitely not getting Dragon Quest X online. In fact, there's a little cry on that says we're not going to get it. <laughs> Could something like that work here, or do you think it is far-fetched? I think anything can catch on if it's done right, and it's marketed right, and it's really, really, really good. Okay. But based on what they showed, I think it looks amazing. But then again, it's because I'm an RPG fan. I think it also looks really dated. Yeah. Um, because at this point, it is. Yeah. I think that maybe a Dragon Quest online would work, but only if they... Maybe DQ12 will be online. Huh, that's an interesting idea. I think there might actually be some online components. 
They'll try to do Dragon Quest Nine again, but better. That could be. Dragon Quest Nine worked fairly well, if I recall. I actually had some fun with that years and years ago. You just can't play it anymore. Oh, I like it too. It's the first one I ever bought, but it's just very. Um, I just remember a lot of people said, as far as like story wise and stuff, it wasn't didn't quite hold up to the same level as everything else because it was so focused on the multiplayer component. So, without the multiplayer component, it was really kind of eh. All I know about DQ9 is the character designs are super dope and the weird commercial with the twin boys from the UK who are like, yeah, we're playing this. <laughs> it's really weird and cheesy. <laughs> Wait, what were their names? Uh, Jedward, that's it. Oh, Jedward? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look them up. They're terrible. Okay. I mean, they're nice. They're nice. I'm sure, I guess. People. I'm sure they're perfectly nice people. The commercial but... is terrible, and it's just what you want from a video game commercial. <laughs> but yes, so that gave us a lot of stuff. Yeah, 12, new 10, and everyone's fan favorite. Oh yeah, the Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D remake. It looks spiffy, and it now we so all good. hope that they're going to do more, because they're clearly using the system again. It's not just for Octopath anymore. I was going to say, I think they full-on want to dive into this. They absolutely love the press, and it's like easy enough and budget-wise enough, and they're just going to go all in. I actually think they're really, really going to pursue this. They even give it a logo, for goodness sake. Yeah. <laughs> the 2D HD, yeah. Yeah. They branded it. It's a great idea. Yeah. It matches their brand perfectly yep. because Squaresoft's uh, pixel art, especially in the SNES era, was unparalleled. Yeah. I just want to see like that entire like PlayStation 1 uh, collection now from Origins through to Anthology through to Chronicles all redone now in the 2D HD. I'll buy that whole collection so fast. <laughs> Yo, all in. Make Final Fantasy 789 a D-make. <laughs> that's Record Keeper. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but I, I think that's uh, they will. I mean, they will. If they're going to I remember a few years ago Alan and I had a conversation on a random episode about this where we talked about, would we rather have a... Don't even think it was a few years ago. I feel like it was just last year. It feels like a few years ago. 2020 doesn't count. <laughs> 2020 doesn't count. It was in a time singularity. Yeah. It was one gray day stretched the entire 365. Um, we were talking about whether or not we'd rather have a Final Fantasy VI remake in the Octopath Traveler engine, uh, so it's 2D but 3D, or whether or not we'd rather have a full reimagining. And I think that I would personally prefer a HD 2D remake of it because it would look so good. There's something really uh, enchanting and nostalgic about the sprite work that you just really get with the HD 2D uh, style there. The best thing about it is they could completely wipe the iOS versions out of existence. (laughs) Thank goodness. Or they'll just be rude and just like make those into the 2D 3D remakes. (laughs) Oh my god, could you imagine how pissed off everyone would be? So bad. Did you read no reviews? like... Oh my gosh. Like, no, and I don't understand why, like, the, the PSP standard where they port, like, uh, remade a whole bunch of, um, you know, was it FF1, 2, and 4? And they were gorgeous. Were they the GBA ones too? No, they they redid the, they redid 4 completely. It was HD sprites, basically, yeah. It's stunning. They released a package with uh, 4. Uh, after the, years or? the midquel and the uh, after years. It's crazy how many times they've remade FF4 and not 5 or 6. <laughs> They also brought four to the uh, the DS. I played a little bit of that back then, but I never was able to finish it. Yeah. Oh my god, the low poly three uh, Nintendo DS era was so pretty. Yeah, FF three and FF four both were cool in that engine. Very cool. The version of FF four available for iOS now actually is that, um, and they they completely remade the After Years in the three D engine, which is still not a reason to play it. But oh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, that's cool, but I will never touch it again. <laughs> It was I. It was so sad watching Scott stream that just because like the random encounter rate is crazy and the battles start just getting 
unreasonable. And he just starts looking sad every time a random encounter happens because it's like the 10,000th one at that point. I don't think we're going to be getting a re-release of it, to be honest. But what we will get a re-release, Final Fantasy, My Life is King. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually. I was addicted to that game for like two straight days and that was that. Speaking of games called Final Fantasy Origin, uh, one leak that has been announced is Final Fantasy Origins, which apparently is Team Ninja creating a Dark Souls-esque experience in the original Final Fantasy world. So the world of the Heroes of Light. Which would be so dope. Yeah, I was going to say, file that in something I didn't know I wanted, because that actually sounds really, really cool. And it makes sense in that world, because... Like Final Fantasy One is so bare bones that you can literally do anything with it and make nobody mad because it was so ambiguous and open and whatever. Yeah, like the lore that's there isn't really too deep, so I mean you can actually no. expand on it. So it'd be actually pretty pretty cool. And I remember we we're talking about this once before, but like uh, you know, to see that in like big HD screens was when you played Final Fantasy Fifteen for the first time and you run into Final Fantasy One goblins in big screen HD and moving around and animating. It's so cool. And that'd cool. be so cool if they're getting that Animano art animated oh, oh, in 3D. That'd be so good. Yeah. They'd be so creepy and eerie and weird. I'd be amazing. Unless I'm mistaken, I think the only place they've actually even played with Final Fantasy 1 has been uh, in uh, the Dissidia series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have, like, you can, they've had, like, the Warrior of Light make appearances, of course, in, like, uh, Record Keeper. And you can get the Warrior of Light in a... Uh, there, were, there was a promo in uh, Final Fantasy Brave Exivius War of the Visions, so you could get them. And of course, Opera Omnia and all that stuff too. And right now they're releasing in War of the Visions some Final Fantasy 1 reissue medals, which means that there's probably going to be a promo coming up with the Warrior of Light again soon, and they'll probably add somebody else. So um, they've got that, but they've never had like yeah any like additional story like they have had like to embellish it like they did with in Dissidia. Yeah, and there's a lot of room to play, so that seems like a great idea. Mm-hmm. Alongside that, I mean, that's that's hopefully going to be one of their announcements. I personally don't think that they're going to announce anything massive about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, they'll obviously promote the heck out of uh, Integrate. I think they'll tease that maybe Part Two is coming, though. I think that's We'll probably just get a bunch of, like, Integrate, like, gameplay or something. It'll be like a lame trailer where they just show the bottom half of a face. It'll just be, like, Vincent's face. Or Sid. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. <laughs> You look at his just a cigarette. Cigar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a, a loose cigarette and a rocket. <laughs> just I, oh, that's what I screen. want. That's all I want. Wow. It's just uh, they go. It's you know, it's a black screen. It's nothing. It's nothing and nothing. And then just bring me some fucking <laughs> tea. And then Final Fantasy VII Part Two coming soon. And that's it. I would love it. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> I think we're much more likely to hear something about Final Fantasy 16 than Final Fantasy 7 R. I think we're getting a lot more about it. I think, yeah, 16 seems on the table. I think they even said, like, when they first revealed the game that uh, 16, unlike, you know, all of 13, what happened with 13 and 15, is actually quite a bit of the ways through development before they actually show anything off. I think they did say that. Yeah. I might just be crazy. But, no, I know. think, I, I believe you're right. And that means, I don't think we'll get it in 2021, but we might get it in 2022. I treat all dates right now as tentative with COVID still kind of looming over everything. No kidding at all. Um, (laughs) I just kind of sigh and say, yeah, okay, I'll see you in six months. And then I roll my eyes right into my skull. I think every single development company is looking at what happened with Cyberpunk 2077. And I think that they are going to hedge their bets hard on release dates. I don't think they'll announce something until they know for a fact, okay, we'll be able to release it here. They might tease it. And I think that's one of the reasons why we've been getting so many teaser trailers lately that are literally just the title 
Yeah. With no gameplay or no art or nothing. It's just the title. With fire, at least. <laughs> and fire. Yeah, with fire, yes. I like, yeah, I like Quentin calling it, like, a real mood. You know, is that all these, like, fire and brimstone edgy games are coming out soon. I mean, I'm wondering how much of that keys into whatever they're feeling with COVID of, like, we're all ready for that Phoenix rebirth. Just, like, burn it all and have things regrow again from the fire. From the ashes. Fire is cleansing. I like that. I heard yeah, an interesting exactly. rumor. Uh, or not rumor, but rather a... Um... You're leaking. <laughs> <laughs> Leak for us. No, I, I, I heard a theory the other day about a lot of game developers waiting to hear something about what uh, Nintendo's doing with Breath of the Wild 2 before announcing when they're going to release certain games like Horizon Forbidden West, for example. Uh, I believe uh, that first game came out like right around that same time, but it was like com- completely overshadowed by Breath of the Wild at the yeah. time. That was a really good year. That was like the year of like uh, Breath of the Wild near Horizon. Forbidden West looks so good. Yes, Forbidden West does look amazing. The underwater gameplay. Chef's kiss. We're going to see some more of that, I'm sure. I wouldn't be shocked if they gave us like either a trailer or something more about uh, the film even as well. The Borderlands movie? No, the, well, that might come up, but no, the the Horizon Zero Dawn film. Which? Horizon Zero Dawn film. They're making a movie? This is the second time we've like revealed this on the podcast to someone who didn't know. It's hilarious. <laughs> last time I was Caitlin and she was like, what? I am the first time on this podcast. Last time I was here, it was Robert being surly about Dark Souls. That's not shocking. <laughs> no, I'm more just joking because we had Caitlin on a bit ago and we're like, yeah, the Horizon Zero Dawn movie. When it back, like, it was like a week after it was announced and she's like, wait, what? <laughs> and it's just funny that you, you missed you too, apparently. I'm going to be a brat and say they should just get the actual actress they base the face on. Yeah, I know, right? But then it sucks because then you don't get Ashley Birch's performance, but also Ashley Birch looks nothing like Aloy, so it's, it's, yeah. it's going to be tricky. Have you seen Mythic Quest? Yeah, it's so good. Yes. I love yeah. Mythic Quest. Uh, for the COVID episode, like she was, I, I guess they, I assume they were just doing it all from their houses, and uh, you, so Ashley Birch's character had her Aloy figure in the background. Ah, that's cute. Uh, moving right along, though, it's it's we're definitely going to see, I think, some 16 stuff. Yeah. We're definitely going to see some... Probably some gameplay and more stuff from some of these, like, Dragon Quest treasures and all that sort of stuff. Well, I was going to say, what are we getting from partners? Do you think we're also going to see, I mean, not that it's RPG related, but we'll probably see, like, you know, like, Laura Croft, maybe some random Hitman thing or something, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, things like that. If you guys could get anything out of Square Enix for this, what would it be? Like, if they could announce something, what would you be most excited about? Chrono Cross HD Remaster. That's insane, but yes. <laughs> I don't think it's insane. No. Like, they won't do it? I think they'll do it at some point, but probably not for a while. Chrono Trigger, Chrono on the Trigger, other hand, for sure. <laughs> um, I think, Josh, I think that at some point, at some point, they need to do something with Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it's been so long. It makes no sense. It's just, it's been in hibernation for years. Well, it's, well, if they, but the thing is, they saw how Final Fantasy VII worked, and if they give it the same care as that, because obviously they were very scared to do the same with seven, and I'm sure they're having that same thing with six. Hmm. Like, they're, they're big babies. Uh, are the ones that they're going to try to be catering the most to. Okay, I I had a question for uh, Josh. If they could, this is similar to something I said earlier, but I think that Square Square Enix is terrified of Chrono Trigger because I think it's such a it's such a landmark game. Absolutely, I think they would be. I think they would be making a big mistake if they ever tried to update it. I think that Chrono Trigger would probably be their best bet for a HD two D remake. What do you think, Josh? Absolutely, I think it, it's the perfect style for it. I, I can I can see it right now with like all the awesome particle effects and the uh, 2D and the sprites. Oh, do you know what looked beautiful is that mountain with Massa and, and Mune? Yep. Yeah, with the leaves and prettiness. Boop, oh my god, boop, that'd be boop, so boop. cool. Oh no, don't boop, make me want that. Or this. riding on the pterodactyls or something. <laughs> oh, anything in the future. The future would look cool. Oh yeah. 
but you're still hungry. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what would be great again, like, cause, um, you know, this is one of their big baby franchise games of like, like six and like, um, and seven was, and, uh, what was there? What's the other, like really big darling that they'd be too afraid to do anything with. I think, you know, it wouldn't be shocking to see the success of seven and how well that's been going once that's kind of wrapped up and maybe they might give a hand at trying to do chrono break finally. I'm hoping, yeah, they make. Uh, I I talked about this with Scott once, and I think him and I agree is that if Square Enix ends up losing it all, they'll give us like Chrono Trigger three as like a saving throw to get people back on board. That's fair. It's it's their ace in the hole. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's a brilliant idea that they just have like a thing, a, a copy of Chrono Trigger behind a thing saying, "In case of emergency, break glass." Final Fantasy sixteen is just a complete disaster. It's yeah. like g- g- good news, guys. Here's Chrono Break. <laughs> if we ever have another Final Fantasy fourteen, break glass in case of, and there's just a copy of that game's code and sitting in there. I don't hate the idea that uh, <laughs> that they have this just like buried in a trunk somewhere. That's fair, but no, they they, they already gave me Trials of Mana, so I'm like pretty pleased with things for a while and then they gave us now what's coming up shortly the legend of mana remake yep uh so i'm pretty satiated for my square enix stuff i do want to just find out more from is project triangle strategy uh is that square enix as well yeah i think we might get some more of that too i completely forgot about that but we will likely see more of that i will bet any money too that just square enix will shadow drop a uh remake of one of their classic unreleased super nintendo games very much like how they have uh romance and saga 3 or that they do that sometimes so i wouldn't be surprised if we got like a live a live or a Bayamut's Lagoon. Secret of Evermore. <laughs> Treasure of the Rudra would be no, they'll never do it, but it'd be so cool. I mean, I know um Solosi uh will completely naysay me on this as uh, he has in the past, but my also distant pleasure is to see Seventh Saga come back. <laughs> wow. Yep, I know. Never gonna happen. Uh, That's a deep cut. I feel things about that and I don't know how to feel. I remember the like like I bought that game or I rented that game when I was like three and i died immediately and every time and i thought it was terrible but i'd love it <laughs> it's it, i love it too i just love that idea that there's other heroes out there anyways that's that's my distant really distant thing but i think uh, i will definitely be getting a chrono cross remaster before that ever happens probably i i predict a final fantasy port of some sort because there is often a final fantasy port of some sort in the mix i just want to be able to play four and six in their entirety on the nintendo switch There are a few other things that they could probably release that would work very, very well that are just sitting on the shelf. Like Final Fantasy Dimensions is a great retro style RPG, feels a lot like Final Fantasy V. Just release it as a complete package, yeah. Just, I mean, it's released as a complete package on uh, iOS. That's true. They could release it on Switch. I don't actually mind the graphic style in that. It looks exactly the same as the Mm re-releases of Final Fantasy V and VI for iOS, but because it's a separate game and they're not ruining any of the original uh, designs or anything like that. It's not infringing on your nostalgia. (laughs) No, I think it looks fine. Also, yeah, it's not just infringing on my nostalgia, but also they're not like overwriting clearly better sprites. Yeah. I think that's something that's sitting on the shelf that could be released at some point. I don't know if it'll be in this one, but who knows? Uh, who else do we got coming to this show? There's going to be like, what well, we got Bioware, we got Bethesda, we've got anything from Microsoft. I'll tell you something that's coming to this show that we know for an absolute fact. Shin Megami Tensei 5, because it just leaked yeah. that it is apparently going to be getting a release on November 11th, 2021. Yay! So we're getting it very soon, um, and it, it leaked, which means it will likely be announced officially at E3. So th- I think there's going to be a lot of people excited for that one. Was that one Switch exclusive? I don't know. I don't know if that was leaked. I think I thought it was announced that it was Switch exclusive. Maybe I'm wrong, though. Maybe. It was one of the first games announced for the Switch way back when they had that uh, January event. 
in 2017, I believe. That was a good day many years ago. <laughs> I mean, that Breath of the Wild trailer. I, I hope we get something on that level for, for Breath of the Wild 2. I think that we probably will. I mean, we're going to see something yeah. for Breath of the Wild 2 with this thing. It's been... It's been two years since it was announced at E3 2019, and we had that amazing live episode of Random where everyone just was losing their sh** over it. <laughs> they should have put the same Majora's Mask, like, one-year restriction on, on them finishing it so we could get something <laughs> very dark and edgy again. But then again, it was also apparently in development for a year before that, so I'm not saying it's done, but that's a three-year development cycle for the game, which means that it could be close to being done yeah it could be holidays it could be if they are launching a switch it could be a lot a uh, new switch it could be a launch title since those are usually pretty keyed into new system launches knowing nintendo they could probably shadow drop it during the damn presentation which is also possible the collective screaming around the world would be too much to bear <laughs> nintendo's servers crash just bang dead so uh e3 is dead now for the rest of the show because everyone's playing breath of the wild 2 Actually, remember the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, Last Guardian, and Shenmue announcements actually did crash gaming parts of the internet. <laughs> Breaks the internet. Wow, it's been a while since I've heard that. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely going to be there. But we've talked about Nintendo. Um, we've got uh, Bethesda, Bioware, Microsoft. They're going to be showing up. we got indie devs. Uh, what, uh, what do we think is going to come from... Uh, I mean, Bioware, they'll probably show uh, more about the upcoming Mass Effect. That wouldn't be surprising. They're currently riding hot off the trilogy release. Exactly. We might even get some fun, like, DLC or something. Who knows what they're going to do with that. That'd be crazy if they released new DLC for the trilogy. Well, I was going to say, I haven't actually looked too hard at the trilogy. Does it have the multiplayer from 3 back in it? Does anyone know? No. No. Oh, uh, okay. No, it's completely omitted to a lot of people's chargon. Chargon? Uh, so it was fun. Chargon? Chagrin. Yeah. Chagrin. Chagrin. Quentin wrote a great review on it. Um, which was uh, very well received. Mm-hmm. I just can't remember if, uh, back when I read, I can't remember if I read about the multiplayer, but that'd be fun if they reintegrated that and then, yeah, dropped new DLC of like new maps or something like that. That'd be exactly. cool. But I doubt, I feel like they're just going to probably leave that as is. But yeah, we'll definitely hear some more about 4. But otherwise, Bioware doesn't have too much else going on that I can think of. I mean, we might get uh, Dragon Age. We might get some Dragon Age. That mm-hmm. would be really, really cool too. Um good. Uh, the thing that everyone is, I mean, it's a long shot, I guess. Uh, there have been rumors about a Knights of the Old Republic remake, oh. and BioWare is the original developer of that. That would be amazing, actually. I would be, I'd be up for it. People would lose their collective minds about that announcement. Yeah, after playing Jedi Fallen Order, I'm, I'm down for some actual stuff. And same with that, that's also riding hot off Star Wars right now, so that would just be... Yeah. Everyone wants to go out and be a Mandalorian, so... Yeah, it'd be fantastic to get some uh, some really good, authentic Star Wars-feeling content. And in the RPG world, because like, they're doing pretty good. Like I've been playing some Squadrons recently. That game's a blast. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get... I'm sure we'll get some more like Star Wars action, but we haven't had a quality Star Wars RPG in a while. And I grant like the only one we've really had is Knights of the Old Republic and KOTOR. KOTOR, Kotor and, too. Uh, and, sorry, and then the Old Republic online. So yep. getting... Getting another RPG experience would be pretty cool. I really love the Nintendo 64 Star Wars. Oh, Shadows of the Empire? Yeah. Shadows of the Empire is so good. Yeah, Shadows of the Empire is And so classic. is Podracer. This is Podracing. <laughs> a new Podracer game. Oh, gosh, it'd be incredible. Uh, but that'd be totally a VR thing. Played with the No, I played with the Switch joysticks. Oh, that'd be super fun, too. I'm a little skeptical about KOTOR coming, a uh, remake of KOTOR coming out, because there are rumors that Disney might be mining the property for movie reasons. So... 
I think that they might like, not allow it. I don't think they'd allow it because I think they might, like, I don't know what they're pulling from Knights of the Old Republic. Well, the new series, one of the new series is announced is supposed to be High Republic and Old Republic is falls in there. So, I mean, who knows if, you know, Bioware will be involved with that. It's not like they own the rights to it. They just developed the original. Yeah. Wait, no. What am I saying? Did they develop the original? Who developed? I think it was Bioware. Uh, yeah, Bioware developed the original. Yeah. Who developed? Who developed KOTOR 2? Obsidian. Obsidian, Obsidian developed yeah. KOTOR 2. There we go. Which in, there might be a presence with them too, since Microsoft owns them now. So we'll probably get some cool RPG from them as well, whether that's Fallout or something else. RPGs are in vogue again. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's great. You know who's really set up for a redemption arc, though? I think more so than anybody else at this thing. Atari. Bethesda. Yeah. I think Bethesda landed flat on their face with Fallout 76 to the same extent that CD Projekt Red landed, fa- uh, landed flat on their face for. Uh, what was that game named again? <laughs> uh, you mean for being just poor to their staff <laughs> that too, less even so about the no. game but yeah among many things yeah cyberpunk 2077 was a disaster and i think that bethesda announced fallout 76 i think it was at e3 2019 wasn't it uh no i think it, it was, was before that yeah it was before that yeah so it's been a while you're right it was before that um it's been a while and it's been a while. <laughs> they haven't released anything really since then they've been working on fallout 76 i played it a couple months ago again just to try it out see how it's improved and it really has but not um enough. not enough for another review but enough that if you like fallout if you like fallout 3 if you like new vegas if you like 4 yeah you should give fallout 76 a try because it's a it's an amazing world there are characters now it's great it's just not really really <laughs> great it would probably get like an 80 so jono <laughs> Do you think like like uh, them falling on their faces like this will humble them? <laughs> oh yes, Todd Howard is definitely a man who is humble. <laughs> I don't know, studio full of cis white males making games. I don't know. Todd Howard is I I don't know if he's the inspiration for uh, Ion's character in Mythic Quest, but it feels like it sometimes. <laughs> oh my goodness. I could see I that. could see the parallels, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know that Ion is just like <laughs> a pastiche of every white male like figurehead game developer except a bit more woke to women's rights yes ish ish but he is very much uh, a todd Mm howard-esque character he's got he's got a growth arc um though speaking of does anyone know ron perlman can anyone like call up ron and just see uh ron perlman and see if ron perlman's like you know done any voice work lately because then that'll give us away whether there's a new follow coming or not (laughs) <laughs> that would be amazing if they just if they just hired Ron Perlman just to announce Todd Howard on stage. <laughs> All right, give me my sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I went so cheap for. I was going to say but... no. That is not. He is not that cheap. It's uh, yeah. Hellboy three is not coming anytime soon, so he needs the money. No, that appearance would be like minimum like fifteen. Fifteen hundred. Uh, like fifteen bucks. That was like, minimum wow. fifteen bucks. <laughs> You, he you oversold him. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> he also fell on his face. <laughs> um, I don't think there'll be a new Fallout announced for no, this. No, I don't I think, think so. That but... they'll, they'll probably, they'll mention Fallout 76 and be like, it's better than ever. And then they'll just not mention it again. Now with more characters and game stuff to do. Yeah, it's now it's more like, you know, a game. <laughs> I think that, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of, I don't think there'll be a lot of Elder Scrolls 6. They might do another title across title in fire maybe um i want more dishonored i mean we'll get more like elder scrolls online content probably they'll be the yeah, next probably. wave of that am i the only one who sees that like old woman meme of the elder scrolling online when <laughs> i guess you are but that's great the rumors have it that starfield is going to be maybe we're going to get more about it what is starfield i i forget completely about if that was even announced or if that was a thing 
That's okay. I think Bethesda did too. Um, <laughs> apparently Starfield has been in development for years and it's their next big RPG. Um, I feel like maybe the Outer Worlds ate their lunch a little bit on that one. Mm. But it's the next No Man's Sky. <laughs> the next No Man's Sky. Um, the next Star Citizen. Be, I would very much like to see a classic, amazing Bethesda experience in a completely and utterly broken package that they depend on the fans for fixing. Because that's what they're good at. They're good at releasing basically a a framework of a game that should work after a lot of work has been put into it by the fans. <laughs> Shots fired again. Yep. And that's coming from someone who loves Bethesda games. As you do. But we don't, uh, I don't think we'll get any like remasters or anything like that. Especially, despite the fact that Elder Scrolls is on everything, which I think Josh, you mentioned like at one point in the pre-show too, that you can get um, Skyrim anywhere. Play it on your toaster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have anything with a screen, and one thing that doesn't have a screen, boom, you're set. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same thing with uh, Final Fantasy VII. There was, I saw a meme the other day of um, somebody playing Final Fantasy VII in The Elder Scrolls, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> like in a book or something. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we'll probably get, like, speaking of Final Fantasy VII, we'll get more in the little, like, chibi demake version of it, I'm sure. We'll get more about uh, the first soldier. Yeah. Because that's coming up soon, too. Yeah, which is kind of cool. But anyway, sorry, Bethesda. Bethesda, yeah. I don't think we'll get a remake. I mean, Todd Howard is very much against remakes. He's been on record as saying, I don't like remakes. Now, who knows? That might be out of his hands since the since the disaster of Fallout 76. Investors like money, so. Yeah, and also uh, Microsoft owns both Obsidian and mm. uh, yeah. Bethesda. So any rights issues are theoretically cleared up at this point. I would love to see not a remaster. I would love to see a borderline remake of New Vegas because... As great as the game is, and the game is great, there is such a massive amount of lost content in that game that it, it, there's enough for an entire other Fallout game, and they just ran out of time. Well, do you think they could just make a new, a new like a sequel, like a new adventure in that world, or at least take it somewhere else, like Fallout New Orleans or something? I mean, there's always rumors about New Orleans. There's rumors about London. There's rumors. I mean, and a lot of fan Fallout New York. Fallout New York would be tricky because I believe New York was completely and utterly, I think it's a smoking crater at this point. Yeah, you got to go back and like re uh, rebuild. Well, maybe, I guess. But you, part of the reason you want to play a Fallout game is to see the uh, destroyed versions of the, the destroyed versions of the landmarks, which is one of the reasons why Fallout 3 is so cool. It's because you're walking in, you're like, oh, it's the, it's the monuments and oh, it's the museums and oh, it's Abraham Lincoln without a head. Oh man, this is exactly how Trump left it. You didn't even say you wanted a Toronto edition. Come on. Toronto edition. It's just the CN Tower on its side. And like a whole bunch of hot dog carts. That's <laughs> And the Bafta Shoe Museum. I mean, if you want to see a destroyed version of up, or, uh, of New York, you can just, you know, come upstate. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> rural. rural New York right but, I mean, now you got Horizon, I guess, to do that stuff too. So there's that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I think, I don't know. I think post-apocalyptic games are not going to be tremendously uh, in fashion. They might be released in a few years, but at the moment, I honestly think You're that some people might be bit. able to... I think that hopeful... Hopeful projections of the future might be coming into vogue. Maybe. I don't hate it. It'd be nice. Yeah. I could It'd use some. It'd be great some. to see. I could certainly use some. Yeah, so that's Bethesda. I mean, there and there's there's a ton of other things. Capcom's apparently not making an appearance at this thing, so I don't think I'm going to get any of my beloved Ace Attorney uh, news. Yeah, we'll probably see them do their own probably like director whatever state of play thing, and they'll talk about some Monster Hunter stuff, Monster Hunter, uh, or sorry, Monster Sto- Hunter Stories too. I would love that so much. Yeah, it looks cute. Does Sega have a presentation? I know they had the Sonic Central uh, last week, but do they have another presentation planned? I wonder. Yeah, it'd be great. Like, I love Sega games so much, even though, like, they're 
you know, hit rate All over seems the to place. be a little <laughs> yeah. They got a weird RBI. I love them, though. I'd love to see them win. I'd love to see them reveal a whole bunch of... Say, Bring Skies of Arcadia, for the love of God. Just make it HD or port it Sega. somewhere. Let Sega, it live. did someone say Yakuza? <laughs> I would love for them to uh, bring back Shining Force in some capacity. That'd be cool, too. That's a marketable property that has been laying dormant for decades now. Yep. Oh, that'd be so good. Um, I don't know if Sega will make a reappearance, though. Or will make a big appearance. It might be more for their partners. Back on what you said from Monster Stories 2, though, I really can't wait for that, like even more than kind of Monster Hunters. Um, for the people who aren't really about the hunting aspect of monsters, I think this one really fits a much better. You want kind some of... Pokemon in your Monster Hunter? Monster Hunter Snap? Yeah, it shouldn't even be called Monster Hunter. Monster Friender. But they couldn't call it Monster yeah. Hunter Snap, so they had to call it like Monster Hunter Voyeur or something weird. Monster Hunter that Snap. That just sounds creepy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the monsters doing things oh. <laughs> in the wild that they would naturally do. Go home! Get out of here. I did not want to see this. Oh my god, that would actually be an amazing... If they were ever... Wait, they are doing a Monster Hunter movie, but I w- if they really wanted to do a great Monster Hunter movie... Get rid of the plot, mates. Don't make it an action film. Just make a 100% honest-to-God nature documentary set in the world of Monster Hunters and hire Richard Attenborough to provide the narration for the whole thing. Uh, Just take it super seriously. (laughs) Watch as the Rathalos tears apart that human cadaver. Um, Anyways, uh, all of that aside, uh, and as much as we would love to see more um, game movies, uh, hopefully never by Uwe Boll, um, we do, uh, want to bring up the, the indie presence, you know, uh, we, we all want what Silk Song, right? That's the thing. Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it'll be, I mean, I think it was already not there. I believe, I believe the developers, they, they, they posted on their blog that it was not going to be at E3. Yeah. Which would not surprise me because it's just been, it's not vaporware. We've seen it, but at the same time, it's like, uh, everyone wants it so, 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 so much. But I don't think, I get you're right, I don't think we'll see it. My big hope is Witchbrook from Chucklefish. That's what I want. That one would be yeah. nice. It looks be so great. To see great. That. The screens for that look so yes. good. I know Chucklefish is really busy, but I would love to see a Wargroove too. Yeah, I'm so glad that uh, uh, Advance Wars style is not dead. It yeah. is, you know, good, good to keep yeah, going. Yeah. There's so much they can improve on and perfect in that game that I really do hope they make a sequel because they have a really good foundation. Yeah. Greg and I still need to do the, uh, the playthrough of the... Uh, the co-op DLC of that game. Which, coincidentally, if anyone's listening right now, the Chucklefish catalog is on special on Steam. Mm, good thing to jump on. Uh, what, thing, yeah. what about everyone else? What do you want to see, like, from indie developers? Uh, the Celeste developers are making, what is it, Extremely OK Games? Uh, Earthblade. So they have, like, a kind of, I think it's more of, like, a hack and slash kind of seamless pixel world thing they're doing. I don't know if it's RPG yet, but it still looks really dope. That'd be great, Celeste given this cool action cool. RPG. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to see more of that, and I hope it would be there, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. What about you, Josh? I'd like to see Sea of Stars uh, by Sabotage Studios. Ooh, we yeah. all would. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know if Devolver Digital is publishing it, but they have a presentation coming up on the twelfth. Uh, Devolver Di- Digital always has some really solid stuff, so let's hope they so. Do. It looks so good. It looks amazing. Oh yeah. And I mean, The Messenger was an awesome game. That was the last game that I played that was actually like genuinely like it made me like laugh hysterically like multiple oh, times so funny like, <laughs> what about you greg what do you want to see in indies anything uh aside from Witchbrook, um i don't know there's a whole collection of stuff like i i just i always i don't can't think of anything specifically i want to see but i always enjoy seeing what comes out of the woodwork so yeah i think i'm mostly just excited for that it's awesome just to get 
get surprises that look absolutely amazing. And there's a lot of big indie RPGs that are coming up in the next year that and adventure games and lots of things that it would be real nice to see some more uh, news on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Bloodstained 2 sequels being worked on, so... Uh, I'm, I'm happy that kind of kicked off for uh, Ega, you know, and I'd love to see more oh, there of we that. Go. Take a um, Darkest Dungeon too. That could be fun. Darkest Dungeon. I still haven't played it, but I hear it's great. Developed here in Vancouver. Um, random thought that came to me with Capcom, also uh, 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 a wild swing in the dark. More Breath of Fire, please, maybe? Oh, Can we? That would Breath be Fire 6? Uh, that would be madness. It's not even funny to me anymore. Like anyone who just men- mentions it, I just like sigh and walk out of the room. <laughs> if I had a room of people who were talking about it, <laughs> your dog is very confused right now as you just walk out of the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Honestly, I love that series so 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 much. You know, that's that's Alana's Skies of Arcadia's mind of that, and I'm just kind of sad. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I'm enjoying the first one still. It'd be it looks so good in a modern context. Like I remember when they showed off Dragon's Dogma's website before it was revealed it was Dragon's Dogma. I nearly lost my tits because you know it's just like holy <laughs> shit <laughs> capcom is talking dragons again <laughs> it was nothing it was dragon's dog was pretty dope too, it right? is but it would uh it would be great to see snow breath of fire yeah it'd be great to see that fun bizarre world full of all of its furries and it'd be a good time why'd you have to jump to that <laughs> well just because i've been playing the first one i mean now. it's accurate hey, well that's yeah i mean i don't mean it in the negative context but just i know they I have know, a I lot know. of anthropomorphic <laughs> characters which i think is super fun it makes the world so fun and vibrant you've just got ryu who's human-esque, but again, turns into stuff. And then there's Karn, who turns into stuff. So, like, everyone's got, like, some bit of, like, monster in them, which there's probably a greater meaning to all that. And it's it's super cool to see how they interact with the world. Like, it took the classic RPG thing and spun it. I just, yeah, it'd be cool to see that again. Well, we'll see. I mean, at some point, everything will be reannounced. <laughs> Gotta mine those IPs. Yep. Well, maybe. I don't know. We'd like to think that sometimes, but then there's Chrono Trigger still sitting in the dust. Oh, well, maybe. Who knows? It might be a big surprise. They might announce Chrono Break as a shadow drop at the end of E3. I love those shadow drops. Live for those shadow drops. Yeah, I like shadow drops, true. You know what I'm really hoping for? I'm hoping they shadow drop another new 2D Zelda game, because they do that sometimes. Oh, I love that. They did that with Cadence of Hyrule. and uh, Yeah, they could do uh, have like a, some sort of other remaster going on in the corner. Straight up, like uh, Link Between Worlds is like one of my favorite Zelda experiences it's very ever. Good. I was so happy with how that turned out. If they wanted to do another top-down Zelda, I'd, I'd be so giddy. Like, I love every time they do top-down Zelda. I was thinking about this, and Nintendo, Nintendo would be smart if they would just, like, they could just port Samus Returns. They could port Link Between Worlds with very, very little work straight over to the Switch. Yeah, that's true, too. I wouldn't be shocked to see those as ports, yeah. And if they do that... If they do that, why not bring Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask along for the party? That's what I would maybe also expect from, like, after after Skyward Sword, because we'll probably see mostly Skyward Sword stuff from them with regards to Zelda and Breath of the Wild 2. I would not be shocked if by next E3, a Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, like an Nintendo 64 collection with, like, the Master Quest would be, like, the next thing released and upgraded again. Mm-hmm. Let me ask everyone a question just before we go off here. If you could pick anything, and I'm not talking, nothing that's been like rumored, nothing that's, if you could have anything be announced at this E3, what would it be? Your E3 pipe dream? Thing gets dropped, your jaw drops, you freak out, what would it be? It's the one on your bingo bingo card uh, that you will never get, which also, Steph, are you going to make like a site-wide like E3 bingo for RPGs? You want me to make the bingo card? That'd be so fun. (laughs) So yeah, what's what's never going to come off your bingo card? For me, it would be a... I thought about this hard. I think the thing that Nintendo will never do, but I really, really want, I want them to do a 
Zelda 2 Adventures of Link remake as a full-blown Metroidvania. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Ooh. I want them to do it as a Metroidvania. Yes, please. Yes, I want them to do it as a Metroidvania in the style of Symphony of the Night with like equip, you can equip weapons and things like that. Just make it a full side-scrolling RPG Metroidvania. What is a Hylian but a Sith? <laughs> we've only ever gotten one side-scroller uh, of Zelda and they, you know, they buried that deep. We've never seen a remaster. We've never seen a re-release. I think you're forgetting about the CDI games. Come on. Oh, you're right. 100%. There's, that's the re-release I want. Never mind. I think if Nintendo could literally burn all evidence of that game. Would... <laughs> uh, and the CDI yeah. in general. If I was, if I had worked on the CDI games, I still wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> What's this thing in your resume that's just scribbled out in marker? <laughs> it's right here after so you weird. worked on a game called E.T. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what do you got? What do you, if you could pick any, anything at all, what would it be? All right. So the... Totally unreasonable side of me really wants a uh, like a complete remake of uh, Golden Sun and Golden Sun: The Lost Age. <sighs> That's brilliant. Combined into one, I'd play those. I mean, I haven't. I've yet yeah. to play Golden Sun. That'd be a perfect opportunity to get me in. It's so good that the 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 developer of God of War wants it. <laughs> I was just thinking about this the other day, and there's just something special about the uh, the puzzles in the dungeons. Like it has such good dungeon design, They're and so I don't great, really see yeah. a whole lot of that in. Um, these modern RPGs, like I was playing through Bravely Default 2, and it's just hallways. Oh, it's so boring. You just walk through, yeah. No puzzles or anything. And I don't know, I just... Just give me Golden Sun. <laughs> Hashtag bring back my puzzle dungeons, please. The reasonable side of me, though, really wants to see a um, a new Fire Emblem game. I don't know which one, but... <laughs> I think that you are right on the money there. I think Nintendo yeah. will announce something with Fire Emblem mm. because it's been... Its popularity has gotten a massive uh, boost in the last few years, especially with Three Houses. So I wouldn't be surprised if they announced a new Fire Emblem project and possibly a re-release of a classic game. Yeah, maybe like a like a remake of Fire Emblem 4, Genealogy of the Holy War, or um, maybe Fire Emblem 6, The Binding Blade or something. Yeah, they have so much material that they can just dig into because they never released it here. I really want more of like, like, I just felt like, you know, we were totally pampered when they brought like the Trials uh, or the Mana collection for the Switch. And then like, here's the Trials of Mana remake as well. It's like, oh my God, you know, here's the 2D one and here's a big 3D one. And we're it was remaking. thankfully actually good. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. The Secret of Mana was a disaster. So, I mean, you know, like I honestly felt like a kid at Christmas. That was so big. And so that'd be cool if they did like Fire Emblem 4 and then here's a Fire Emblem 4 remake. Uh, what's your pipe dream, Steph? What do you think's never going to get made, but you really hope it does? Oh my god, that'll never get made is like a good star ocean. <laughs> 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 it's been a while. Fair. Um, I kind of want to go like either way. I really want either like a really big, juicy sci-fi action RPG that, you know, you can like jump around, moon jump around. So like Xenoblade X or port that. Yeah, there you go. Um, or like I want something very, very fantasy, like in the realm of Legend of Mana Hat, because that game just blows my mind. And what about you, Greg? I mean, I kind of threw out Seven Saga. That's usually my long, my long pitch. Um, that is a very long pitch. I know, but I really want it. Uh, I can't. Um... It's a pipe dream. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like. That's probably about it for me. I mean, I, I honestly, you know, something that I don't know what will ever get made. I was really hoping it would get made on the Wii U. And I think the Switch could work for it. But some kind of like interactive console based uh, like D&D &D or something. I don't know. Where you have a DM, but then the players play through it like um, like a roguelike. 
or not like a roguelike, oh, but like that kind of dungeon kind of thing. I think that'd be kind of fun. That'd be really cool. But, uh, that would be really cool. That'd be really cool to see from like Lariat or something. I'd really like to see more co-op games just in general, actually. Mm, more co-op RPGs and such would be would be pretty cool. Because something, again, like along like Divinity Original Sin lines too. Yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll see like a Divinity 3. I don't know. People were really bummed out that uh, Tales of Arise was ditching the multiplayer aspect. I didn't even know it was that big a deal, but a lot of people were really bummed we'll out. We'll probably see more of that at E3 as well. Uh, one thing we didn't bring up uh, that I just occurred to me with um, the uh, indies, uh, because we were talking about cool dungeon design and puzzles and stuff. Uh, Deltarune. Where's that been at? Ooh, yeah. That's a good point. I knew when I played the demo, I was like, don't get excited, don't get excited. It's probably not going to be done for like another eight years or something ridiculous. <laughs> and here you are. Year yeah. three, four? It came out in 2018. I think he said like, he finally got a, a staff on it or something like that. Yeah. And like, wow, lucky guy. He like went out and composed a Pokemon battle theme. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, he's doing all right for himself. And got to do some music for the other Game uh, Freak attempt there too, which maybe we'll see another uh, town story or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. A little town, a little town hero. hero. Thank you. Which... Seems like a neat concept, and I really wanted that to succeed so they could break out. But uh, and we because we'll definitely see a bunch of like Pokemon news for Legends Arceus and uh, the new uh, Diamond Pearl and stuff like that. But you guys were talking about that. Are you all excited? Uh, Gwen is that's for sure, and I'm I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with Legends Arceus if they're going to learn from how how they can improve upon what they were already doing with Sword and Shield. I'm cautiously optimistic. It looked like it was still pretty early on when we saw it. You know, chinglings with um, three uh, frames per second there. Uh, what's one thing, um, like some garbage game, uh, basically, like concept that you don't want to see? I'll start us off to give you an idea of what I'm saying. Uh, one thing that you hope you don't see. Uh, for me, it's uh, Minecraft Battle Royale. But why? I exactly. Asked. That's what I'm. That's that's what I'm looking for. Those are the kind of games I'm looking for. What is the game that you're like? This is a cash grab, clearly, but why? Metroid Federation Force 2. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You know those times Rude. when you can just predict something's a disaster and it absolutely is? Yep. Oh, that was my one. I want a front mission. That's what. I want new front mission. We had yeah, that tease. That's what it is. I want good front mission. There we go. So, like, we actually talked about it the other day, but, like, um, I really want to hear more about Palia. <laughs> Um, so, like, I don't know if you guys heard what it was, but it's a uh, community MMO made from ex-Riot devs, and, you know, the, the big neat. tagline is, uh, an MMO that's more focused on baking pies than slaying beasts. <laughs> I don't mean to be just, like, a prude, but, like, I just kind of like it when games do attempt something non-violent, and if they're gonna actually expand on the, the, like, social aspects of, like, you know, online games like Final Fantasy XIV, that will probably be pretty dope. It's like taking, like, Little Dragon's Cafe and making it multiplayer. Yeah! I've said dope so many times this podcast, but yes! Yeah. Um, but yeah, what's what would be a um, cursed game you don't want? I don't know. I usually think about the things I want to see, not what I don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think about that. I don't know. The game where they finally give Kirby, like, human feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> oh, that was not, not what like I expected they're... to hear on this podcast. And, like, give Kirby teeth, too, you know? So it looks like, you know, those babies from Drakengard one. <laughs> Gross. Realistic Kirby. That's what no one wants. Uh, Josh, what do you not want to see? What do you hope that the, the industry stays away from, aside from non-fungible token games? Um, the only thing on my list, even remotely close to this, is just a, another random new Tokyo RPG Factory game that no one asked for. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't even want it at this point. Which is so sad, because they had so much promise. I know. 
just make them cheaper. Like, I wish they just ditched them out as, like, you know, kind of bargain bin classics, 20 bucks, not 40. And, like, Canada's even worse. Well, I'm going to say, at this point, 40 is kind of bargain bin at this point. I know, right? But no, like, they're coming to have just, oh, at least their soundtracks are usually always good. Yep. And their games aren't bad. They like, look I don't, lovely. I don't, I don't have a problem with their games. I just finished playing them. I'm like, that was a fun indie experience, except it wasn't. But you just, you can play a better version of it somewhere. <laughs> That's the problem, right? They just haven't quite yeah. right. knocked it out of the park. But sure, I'll take I it. That's know. fun. Jono, what do you never want to see? <laughs> Honestly, I think that it would be hysterically funny if they announced Mother 4, but only for Japan. Oh, here, this will make you all mad. Uh, I would love if it was a Jap a Mother 4 Japanese only release and they use the same cryon that they used for uh, for Dragon Quest <laughs> that would be rude at the bottom uh, equally this rude is not available worldwide they tease um, like Final Fantasy 6 you get like Setzer's theme and they're like you've always wanted it and it's a VR version of the Blackjack Casino and it's just all casino games it's just all mini games on the Blackjack Casino and you can like maybe get hit on by Setzer Okay, that's different. Yeah, I was about I'm this video. I was like, I, actually, that sounds like something. You've talked me into this, Greg. <laughs> I said maybe. You no can promises. like VR the whole opera house situation, the whole opera house night. I mean, that'd be cool. But no, it's just you just get to play like card games on the on the blackjack. That's it. That's all it is. You don't get any of the other Final Fantasy six. You maybe get to see them like <laughs> no, running you know in what? the background. I want something more surprising. I want Final Fantasy golf. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Like you hit it with your sword. <laughs> <laughs> Go play Dark Cloud 2. Or if you want, just play Mario Golf. It's going to have some RPG elements to it, apparently. Some strong ones. There's going to be leveling yes. up. There's going to be an over... There's going to be like a central town. You can talk to people. Oh, gosh. I want someone to have bought level 5's uh, IP rights so that way we can finally get a Dark Cloud 3. That'd be hilarious if someone was like, so we bought that, and guess what? Any rate, we should wrap this up because yeah, it's uh, keeping it quick. And E3, you all want to go off and hear the news as uh, it comes out over this next uh, couple days so yeah it's gonna be a big week really big week it will be a whelming week of surprises and disappointments that's the thing it's it never lives up to the hype i honestly have never had any beef with e3 every year i've gone has been pretty all right and i come away happy no I, but it's just like there's just so much expectation in this industry i think a lot of people have very high expectations for the show because we didn't get one last year but there's so much competition this year too because like uh, we are talking about e3 we talked last year about how is e3 relevant they're clearly trying to make themselves uh, a presence again and we'll see how they go physical well what sony's not here i don't think atlas is or exceed is but yeah last year taught them that uh like all the developers that they can go make their own darn show if they want or there's summer of gaming or there's I've heard it's really, really expensive to pres to actually even be a vendor at E3. Like, like whatever you think, it's probably more than that. So, like, I could see them just kind of, like, mm -hmm, you know, shrugging it off and just saying no. Yeah, there really has to be some sort of incentive to getting hands-on games. Like, that's really all there is. Because look at Nintendo Directs. I mean, they generate so much hype, and it's just a video. It's just a pre-made video. Yeah. Apple's also embraced this idea. Actually, we're going to be seeing that at the same time, because WWDC starts on uh, Monday. Yeah. Um, so it's Apple has discovered that, oh, hey, it's way cheaper to make really slick videos than invite hundreds of and hundreds of reporters to, on stage. And if yeah. you plan it well enough, like, again, with Nintendo stuff, they also kind of make it like an E3 experience in so much as some point during the show, they're like, and by the way, this demo is available now or later today or this game is out now, which means people can, quote unquote, get their hands on it on the quote unquote show floor. Like it's 
if all developers start doing that anyways. Also, the best part about actually spending E3 with your friends is the amount of noise in the like the the hotel B&B <laughs> when we're actually watching something. <laughs> like during the Nintendo Directs, oh, we're just like, oh my god it's just a collective like geeky gas and that's what's really i think going to be the big draw of trying to keep it going is you're bringing a bunch of people together you're you're celebrating the community together and hopefully you'll be bringing all these developers together so you're not just getting snippets of developers here and there you can run from booth to booth to booth to try out different things granted yes three hour lineups but now everyone has mobile gaming and mobile systems to try things out, download things the day of or whatever. No, no, my theory is it's going to be a VR experience that you like buzz that you like wire into mm. and explore the show floor digitally. Yeah, but they can't get the smell right. <laughs> no, it still smells sweaty. It still smells humid and, you know, a bit like <laughs> armpits. <laughs> Don't shower for a week before you put on the headset to get the real E3 experience. It'll smell like armpits, but that's what we smell like sometimes. <laughs> there's gonna be a there's gonna be a lot of competition too, because also the uh, summer gaming fest starts on June 10th. <laughs> I thought we we're still talking about smells. It's like, what other competing smells are there? <laughs> well, it's gonna be summer gaming fest, so sweaty. Sweaty. But yes, there's a lot, and we'll have we'll have plenty of it to talk about. We'll be talking on the next episode probably about uh, what's going on at three E3 next week. Yep. We'll be talking about uh, yeah summer gaming stuff. It's going to be a busy summer where we all scramble and try to keep up. Steph's going to be yelling at people to post things on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Mm -hmm. And we're all going to be trying desperately to keep up. I'm going to cry about the fact that I don't have a video team to keep up with video content. And uh, it'll be what it'll be. Apply now. Yes, please apply now. I will take it. Uh, We we are going to try and do it. We just need time to to have time to onboard people is the big thing right now. But that's uh, it. There are plans. Either way, like the, we got plenty to keep up on, and you're going to be here to listen to it. Uh, but if you have thoughts, um, like we had one person who left a comment for us on uh, Twitter, we will get to that next episode when we're not focused on E3 chatter because he has a really great question for us, and we will hit you up. Uh, but other people can be like them and email us at podcast at rpgfan.com to uh, say all the things and get shouts out on the episode when we ask and discuss your question. Uh, you can also check out other podcasts throughout the next week if you don't want to hear us jabber about E3 stuff. We've got Rhythm Encounter is finally coming up. Uh, Mike had an accelerated uh, schedule of releases for Rhythm Encounter episodes. Finally got help editing them together because that was the biggest thing because he's busy running the site. Can't do it all, Mike. You can't do it all. And then we have Retro Encounter if you want to go play old games because you're like, screw new stuff from E3. I want to play stuff that's two years or more older. So you go do that. Otherwise, you've got Phoenix Edge, who will probably also be talking about some E3 stuff as well, because there's going to be a lot of big news coming up. So we can't cover it all at once. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Um, Jono, Steph, Josh, thank you so much for being on the show with me. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me. Wait, also go check out our social media. I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, before we sign up, does anyone want to plug anything else? I'll definitely plug our social media. Uh, I'm usually the one who's like doing a lot of the work on the social media, so RPGFan.com. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram are the big ones, but please check out Greg's YouTube. Like, oh my God, this man puts in some great work into a lot of great reviews. Definitely go check us out uh, wherever you you get your your content. You can get us on uh, MySpace, Um, (laughs) Snapchat. Steph does personalized Snapchats. It's mostly just your dog. (laughs) Greg's only fans. Yep, there we go. Only RPG fans. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me doing lewd cosplays. Any rate, uh, is he joking? <laughs> thank you so much. With that, we should end it here. Bye, bye, everyone. Bye.